Who wants to eat manna in the wilderness? I don't. No, sure, the spiritual answer would be to leap up and say yes. But in truth, living off of purely manna made life for the Israelite sojourners pretty uncomfortable. Here's a little backstory for anyone who's unfamiliar. Let's read what the Bible has to say about God's abundant provision in the desert by raining manna from the sky. In the book of uh, sorry, in the book of Exodus it says, and they journeyed from Elim, and all the congregation of the children of Israel came to the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elim and Sinai, on the fifteenth day of the second month after they departed from the land of Egypt. Then the whole congregation of the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the children of Israel said to them, Oh, that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the pots of meat, and when we ate bread to the full. For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain quota every day, that I may test them whether they will walk in my law or not. And it shall be on the sixth day that they shall prepare what they bring in, and it shall be twice as much as they gather daily. The Wilderness of Sin. Did you catch the name of that place? I did. And I know it's just a desert. But just remember that word later on. I believe God leaves a trail of breadcrumbs. No pun intended. For those with ears to hear. Anyway, these people were lamenting the fact that they used to be beside pots of meat and ate bread to the full. Nowhere in this wasteland was there a thing to be found that could even come remotely close to that level of, of abundance. So why was God doing this? Why did God bring the Israelites to this wilderness, and for 40 years at that, to eat manna in a state of drought, rations, and, well, hunger? To understand this next point, we need to accept together the way the Lord uses trials in our lives to refine us, to give us hope and a future, patiently waiting on the Lord. In the book of James, it says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Yikes. Boy, how can one count it all joy when they're in a trial? It almost seems backwards, opposing to the flesh. Opposing? To the flesh. Bingo.
You see, in the wilderness of sin, the ironically titled desert, a congregation of people wandered its dusty dunes. They, like us, have a sin problem. Have you ever been disciplined by loving parents and sent to your room? Yeah, we had a sin problem then, too. How about forced to do a little extra chores around the house to toughen up your character? A loving father corrects his children. It's written right here in Scripture, in the book of Hebrews. Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children. For what children are not disciplined by their father? If you are not disciplined, and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate, not true sons and daughters at all. Moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us, and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the Father of spirits and live? They disciplined us for a little while as they thought best. But God disciplines us for our good, in order that we may share in His holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. Make level paths for your feet so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. Healing comes through discipline. Sin, remember, broke the universe. It shattered God's perfect creation. And in the aptly titled Wilderness of Sin, which I do understand is just a Hebrew word meaning moon, God used his trials to refine actual sin out of the Israelite congregation. Do you give him license to do the same in your own life? Okay, now all of us who just nodded their heads or said yes in their heart just now, watch this. I'm going to put that resolve to the test. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away, right? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Good job, you know that one. What do you give our Lord license to take away today? Test yourself as I ask these questions. Can he take away your job? Can he take away your house? Can he take away your family? Can he take away your spouse? If you answered yes to all four of those, congratulations. The Holy Spirit has imparted the same patience given to Job when he faced his trials, in which all of his possessions and children were taken away in a matter of days. If you don't know about it, read it in the book of Job. But Job trusted God. He never turned away from or cursed God's name. That's how we have to be when we face various trials. Furthermore, we need to count it all joy for the opportunity it provides to learn God's patience. So in bringing it back to manna 
in the wilderness. Why would God allow this annoying little substance to fall from the sky when the people, in fact, hungered for meat? Why would God, in his abundance, allow us to walk through seasons of drought? It's because, like any trial, its design is to strengthen us. So the next time you catch a bad break at work, or you're out of work for that matter, thank God. That's right. I said, thank our loving Father in heaven. Or the next time you find yourself without the things you want to be comfortable, praise the Lord. What? Praise the Lord? That's backwards, Daniel. I know. Almost opposing, don't you think? Opposing to the sin nature embedded in our flesh that needs to die. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, it can be killed forever, granting us a peace and freedom from a multitude of desires that used to weigh us down. Because through trials, God's end game is not more hardship. No. It's freedom in Jesus Christ. Accept Christ's gift of salvation as you weather life's trials today and watch your pain take on an everlasting purpose to refine patience within us that brings hope to the world. It's evidenced here in this last scripture I'll read from the book of Romans. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. Hope in God's peace today as you face various trials and count them all joy because it won't be long until we're all praising God forever in heaven. At which point, in the very same way we may look back on the way our parents may have disciplined us, we will together, with contentment and gladness, say how much we're all thankful for the manna in the wilderness. Ooh.